2: Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Bienvenidos to another episode of the Minnesota Football Show. Hey, everyone. (coughs) I am one of your co-hosts, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria, freshly of watching the first episode of the Amazon Prime Series on Diego Armando Maradona. We will discuss a little bit about that. But I'm here with my amazing co-host, Richard McDowell. Eric Silva Brenneman how are you guys doing
1: hello hello doing all right yeah you know another week
0: (laughs) wow they just keep coming
2: they just keep coming it's just like walking one day after the other right yeah (laughs) it's never ending how are you all um I think I'm okay um you think have to pause (laughs) i have to think about it but like no there's a lot of personal stuff that's going around yeah no i understand so like but at the same time um um one cool thing is g told me the other day that um in spanish class they um they what they rewrote the lyrics to latin america Mm. I don't know if you guys know that song. That's the Kaya Yeah. Kaya, Tresa.
1: Yeah, Kaya Tresa. Oh, it's beautiful. It makes me beautiful. Cry. Like
2: one of my favorite songs, beautiful song. It also, yeah. and then I was like, I was like, Oh, wow. That's, I said, that's really interesting. Right. Cause yeah. she's creative in her own way. And she likes, she seems to like creative writing a little bit, but she's creative in different other ways. Cause she plays music and all different stuff. Um, but it was like, yeah, that was fun. I was like, you like that. I was like, you know, you know what that is kind of, I was like, what is that? It's a, it's a form of like poetry form called erasure. And I was like, well, what is that? And I was like, well, I explained what erasures are. And I was like, but, and then like, that was a whole different conversation, but I said, you know, what's funny about this whole thing? And they were like, yeah, it's like one of the people that sing the hook, right? Susana Vaca. Um, and I said, she's, she's, she says she's I'm, she's, I'm her, she's my auntie. And so therefore by association that's your auntie and you're like wait what i was like yeah it's so like some days google google, google Susana and i was like she's like How uh, are you your auntie
1: yeah afro-peruvian like goddess right
2: she's an afro-peruvian musician culture yeah. like she had she had like uh like a professional possession of cultural um i don't know what it was like in peru like they made her part of yeah like, but
1: Thus, thus, the, funny the goddess thing. I threw in there. Yeah, I mean, she's
2: amazing—like <laughs> her voice and everything, and mm-hmm. her uh views on. I think she played
1: the cedar back in the day. Like, that's probably been a decade. But
2: really, because I don't, I would have, I would have remembered. The only time I ever seen her was at the Walker.
1: Oh, um, okay. There you go. I confused it. it that's it was when I was. It's probably one of those co-sponsorships, and they moved it over there.
2: Probably, yeah. Sense. No, I, I remember because I was telling Gio's like, I think it was a winter. Like I was maybe, you know, maybe G's age, you know, 13, 14, right? And then we go watch a show. And the first time I've seen anything that's Peruvian in the in, in, in the United States, so in Minnesota, right? And we're like, and I'm and I'm vibing and there's people dancing in the aisles, right? And I'm like, this is exactly what This is my community. This is exactly what I needed, right? And she's going off, she's doing a great show. And the show ends, and I'm like super pumped up. And then all of a sudden, my dad's like, was like we're just gonna wait because we're gonna meet her." I was like, "Oh!" I was like, "Holy cow, we're gonna meet her! Wow!" I'm so like super excited, my heart's pumping. I was like, "I just met someone who like is amazing." All that other stuff. We wait till it clears out, and Susana, Susana Vaca comes out, and there's like you know there's a crowd of folks, right? And then she kind of looks around, and then she points to my dad and has like this grin, this grin on her face, like this happy smile. And she goes, Carancho, which is the nickname for a lot for my dad, for a lot of folks in Peru, um, known as Carancho, which I still get to figure out what that is. That's another story. But um, <laughs> my dad just kind of smiles and he's, you know, he's if you see my dad, you know, he's got like the thick, thick mustache that kind of like drapes over his upper lip. So it doesn't look like he has any lips. Right. So then he like smiles and he comes out and she hugs him, hugs my mom and here I am. They're like having this moment where like they haven't seen each other. Right. And I'm sitting there not understanding at all what the hell's going on. Yeah. And then she turns to me and she goes, Rodriguito. And then she like points out to be like, you know, the typical like, I knew you. And then points the height level on her on her hip, you know, to determine from what long. And I was like, wait, I was like, you know me? I was like, I was like, you goes, And I said, Senora, Senora Susana Vaca. I like, no, no. Yo soy tu tía. I am, you know, and I was like, what? And so like what I learned is like uh, in Latin America, there's a lot of things called penas. So they're like kind of like open mics, but huger because they're big parties in a sense. Mm-hmm. Right. All music based. And my parents were really good friends with a lot of artists and musicians who are now, you know, well known in, in in Peru. And like all these people would get, you know, party and get drunk and do the after party at my house. Hell yeah. My mom's house until my mom had to literally beat them all out of the house with a broom. <laughs> I remember seeing like people climbing on top of cars and then the car driving happy. the car was full. It's like not stuff that I would recommend my children do or any child whatsoever. But, um, but yeah. And so like they would go to Peñas and that's where they were supporter and they've been supporting for a very long time. And I'm like, holy shit.
1: That's amazing, man.
2: I was like, but, I was like, and, the, and so I'm telling this to a 14-year-old, trying to summarize it because this is not the version I told her because the attention span, right, in a car is like, you know. And I was like, yeah, this is it. I was like, this is it. It's like, she's like, wow, really? I was like, yeah. So, so like, if we ever go to Peru, we go. Anyone says anything, you Susana Vaca is your auntie. Okay.
1: I can't top that, but uh, here's here's my time with uh, Cato Veloso.
2: I remember back, that picture back
1: in the day. Yeah. We had, we had a good time. Like a kind of a similar situation but definitely not the family ties. Although, you know, my mom and my aunts are absolutely obsessed. This was the heartthrob like 40 years ago. Um, but it was one of those things where the show ended kind of similar to what you said and people lined up to meet him. So I was like, Oh yeah, I'll go just say hi or whatever. And it was supposed to be like one a minute to a two minutes just to say hi and shake hands and move on. And I expected that. And then he like, it was one of those handshakes that didn't stop (laughs) and he he kept talking and we started vibing and we started talking about music and there's like, you know, 10 people behind me and I'm like looking around. I'm like, do I gotta go? And he's like, puts his arm around me and I was like, Oh, okay. I guess we're going to do this for 15 minutes, which was awesome. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, I got to hang with Kaitono backstage. It's a good time.
2: That's cool. Um, what's the Mexican rock band, the famous one? Um, uh, Molotov, no, 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 um, no, older than Molotov, a little bit older Older
1: older than a than little Molotov? bit older. Yeah. Um, hmm. are you talking? Um, what's the uh, Cafeta coffee? Cuba? Thank you. I was, say, I was gonna say, Cuatro Caminos, that's the album,
2: <laughs> yeah, Cafeta Cuba. So they came here like early 2000 and they had a show at the Walker, and so like I was in college. I don't know, did you go to that
1: show? Like, are we gonna talk soccer? <laughs> hey, not, not right that's
0: I'm enjoying but this. But
2: no, we, we were in college. I don't know if I, I, I knew you back then, but they were there. And so a bunch of, you know, I knew of Kometa but I wasn't like well-versed in all of our music, right? And so like I had a bunch of Chicano and Mexican friends who were like, we're going to this thing. And I was like, cool, we'll go. And I've never seen like the walker is so, what's the word? So proper, right? When people yeah. sit down for shows. Right? Like they're so proper. Like people sit in the front, in the, in the back row, and they kind of climb up all the way, right? Like, you know, organized type of thing. Here you go. I got a bunch of brown kids, college kids come in. We're like, and one of my friends, he goes, there's seats open in the front row. And then, like, all of us, just like 15, 20, was just bum <laughs> brush. We didn't care who was in anywhere. We just bum rush and sat in the very front row and watched uh, Café Tacuba live. Like that close, I'll never get that close to Capeta But the funny thing is, afterwards, we waited outside and then they came out and like nobody was talking to them. And I mean, nobody was talking to them. we just looked like regular people. And I was like, I go, we were asking, Is that weird? The fact that you're here in like the whitest part of you've ever been and like you come out here and you just no one knows who you are. And like, yeah, we get to hang out, you know, we get to, it's, it's not in a sense. We just had a conversation and eventually, like, Somebody threw an after party and then showed up, but I didn't get to go. But yeah, got to meet Cafetacua, anyways. That's awesome. Bridget, well, that's, what,
1: <laughs> what? that's our, that's what, our music what? segment. Yeah, Bridget, you got to throw one in here. You got to, well. you give
2: you what is, your, what is your rush in with uh music, um, historical. Dream. Yeah,
0: uh, closest I have is to Gerilyn Steele, who was with WCCL Radio. Uh, her whole family is music musicians, uh, either playing piano or singing. Um, and she also did some theater acting. And when I was a little kid, we went to the log cabin theater, something like that in Minneapolis. Um, and it turns out she she was friends with my grandma from like when they were like teenagers and young adults and Uh, so we went to this this play Uh, I don't even remember what it was she's African-American does a lot of like cultural stories um, but knew my grandma from way back when and so we stayed after and the rest of us got to meet her like my mom had met her I think my sister had Um, but we just like hung out with her after this play and everyone else kind of walking through because they knew like who she was um and we've run into her a couple times we went to uh like the irish dance show one time and ran into her and one of her sons um but she and my grandma really connected my grandma irish catholic um got along really well and we yeah we run into her at like the Irish Fest or something and she's like yeah just just showing my son his other roots and you know and not a whole lot of people really know who she is she's she's popular in some circles but uh not not a lot of white people really know who they are I should say um but yeah it's we've run into her a few times and uh Every once in a while, I'll see one of the kids. So, yeah. Very
2: good. Cool. That's cool. Well, Very if cool. anyone has um, any idea, you are listening to the Minnesota Football <laughs> Show. At one point,
1: good transition.
2: Um, we're in transition mode <laughs> right now, but um, but let's uh, let's let's talk about a, a an interesting week not only for the Loons, but let's start with yeah. women's football.
1: There's a lot yeah. happening around there. Um, mm-hmm. The big thing in NWSL that this this was this broke early, like I think Monday it was, that uh, the still unnamed Kansas City NWS NWSL team, uh, they're going to get a soccer specific women's t- uh, stadium. I mean, I'm not, not that really matters. A soccer specific stadium for the women's team is a better way to say it. Yeah. Um, right on the Kansas City riverfront, which is pretty bold, pretty badass. Um, this is the first NWSL purpose built stadium. Um, well i guess at kansas city sorry (laughs) i was gonna say it's the first it's not the first because or or is it the first bridget rodrigo do you know
0: uh i'm not sure it is the first built okay yeah every other team uses mls or like baseball fields
1: yeah i i I hesitated because i was thinking about louisville but they share it with the usl
0: right
2: yeah Right.
1: right there you go there you go so pretty cool good for them um Maybe it's time to pick a name. Just saying. Maybe they, get they're a stadium. they're,
0: they're <laughs> announcing it today. During, oh, is that right? During halftime. during halftime of today's match, yeah. Very. Cool.
2: I, I was so looking forward for them to keep the name for, like, the next five years. I'm going to be, right. like... <laughs>
0: Just, Casey, was, so.
2: Casey, <laughs> Casey Wilson. Casey Wilson. Casey Wilson.
0: And wait for Minnesota p- to pick a name, too, and, you know, get a little crossover. going. on. Right. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Different leagues, but have a little Minnesota Woso and KC Woso playing mm-hmm.
2: together.
1: Well, that's what super games, exciting.
2: We'll, what we'll games update are when today? that drops. Eric, do you know yeah. what games for today? So. I do, I
1: do. So, speaking of NWSL, th- this is it. Uh, they're, as it were, they're um what do they call it? Um, the uh, decision day for MLS would be – this is decision days, plural. It's over today and tomorrow for NWSL. So, today, you've got the aforementioned KC Woso versus Olympic rain, uh, Portland thorns versus North Carolina courage. And then tomorrow, Washington spirit, Houston dash, uh, Gotham FC versus racing Louisville. And if you look at the standings, the red stars and the pride are wrapped up. They finished a couple days early. So, um, I don't think a lot is going to change. Uh, Portland, uh, Seattle and Chicago are not Seattle. Where are they now? Tacoma. Is that right? olympic ranks oh yeah with the washington team the rain (laughs) portland the rain and the stars are all locked up for sure um it's going to be a serious jump i think pride racing louisville and kansas city are out and then kind of similar to mls four five six and seven there could be a little bit of movement there washington spirit at 36 gotham at 34 houston dash at 32 and north carolina courage also at 32 so it'll be interesting to see what happens and the four to seven range there between today and tomorrow. That's kind of where we're at. And that'll kind of set up the postseason. season. But uh, I mean, realistically speaking, Portland Thorns, the way they've been playing and the kind of the way they played all year, probably going to be hard to beat. I'm sure Rodrigo could probably comment on that as well. Uh,
2: I mean, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. Once the playoffs start, it's a whole different ball game. So, um, but I also think, you know, like, I feel bad for the Orlando Pride just for the fact that they had such a strong start, and then just end up being, you know, on the outskirts of of, of the playoffs. So that's 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 disappointing in a sense. But
1: yeah, and then the looming Marta is—is is this it or not? I mean, we we, we were in this right. position last year too. So who knows?
2: I hope not. I mean, but I hope she goes to some other team. Seriously, like I'm like. Mm-hmm. Like, if she goes to Chicago or Washington or even Gotham. But and I man, think she well, just so likes baby. the warm. <laughs> <laughs> she likes the weather. I think that's mostly it because there's this ability for her to be able to go to Brazil and back. Yeah, I was going to say, Washington.
1: can you imagine if she came to Minnesota? She'd, like, oh play God. one match be like, nope, that's I'm it, out of here. Florida.
2: <laughs> she only I'm plays away. from May to, like... End of August or early August, and that's it.
1: (laughs) Very specific
0: contract. If she came here, she'd be able to to work out a pretty specific contract. That's right. That's right. This many games in this month of the year.
1: As soon as it's below sixty five, out of here.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're on Uh, the road. You're playing down south. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah. Let's keep it moving. Um, We had a big match at uh, Allianz Field, the U.S. women's national team on Tuesday hosted South Korea. It was a blowout 6-0. Uh, the big uh, narrative there was the the Carly Lloyd send-off her final match uh, as a U.S. Women's National Team player. Uh, geez, pretty much everybody scored. Rapino scored, Lavelle scored, Morgan scored. There was an own goal. Williams also scored at the very end. Um, I don't know if any, either of you guys went or if you watched it or whatever, but uh, any commentary other than uh, pretty definitive performance as it were?
0: It was, I was watching from home. It was a fun one to watch. I mean, it's not, it, South Korea isn't one of those teams that you just absolutely uh, run straight over. They they made it interesting. Um, their switch from, I, it was interesting to watch the, like on the fly tactics switch, uh, which we don't see very often at Allianz Field. Um, but they have a few players who are just, super fun to watch and made it difficult they were they were all over carly um they were not going to give her an easy uh, right an easy chance and mm -hmm. she i mean a few balls found carly and she she was surrounded by Korean players so um i think it was a it was a fun game it was cool to see um i think i mean i and i tweeted this out too like they're so many various things that you could say about Carly Lloyd as a person off the field um and on the field. Uh but I think it was a big uh, the performance itself really shows that you know this is like the changing of an era. Um, right. And having having her go off there's there's been a lot of talk about her going off in the 65th minute um and why like why Vladko would have pulled her at that time uh in her final game um but she did know that that's when she was coming off uh he wanted her to be able to kind of enjoy the moment she took her time unlaced the boots uh hugs all around on her way off the pitch um right. she took off,
2: her, uh, took off her took a kit that yep. said lloyd and under it said um i forget what the uh is it collins, is it, is it? No, collins
0: something like that yeah. yeah yeah so it it gave her that like transition time um and then you see you know they're trying to get her balls to get her to score and what a minute a minute later rapino assists uh right morgan and, and then it was just like one goal after another and you saw a complete change um and with you know the other players we talked about are they gonna all retire at the same time rapino heath morgan um but you I, see them really like utilizing the like, younger players around them
2: yeah and i think that was the interesting thing for me because i actually was able to get a plus one to go to this event um the one thing i will say is that uh we need to have like a psa um that alliance feels we don't do the wave but um <laughs> the wave broke up a couple times which is really interesting to see. There are, like, a lot of people saying, we don't do the wave, and we're like, I'm like, all right, that's... That's, but, that's
0: what happens when you, you get a casual stadium.
2: Yeah, hmm when people don't know. Um, but I, I really... What was really exciting me, like, at the beginning, like, the attacking force, it was literally Carly and the kids. <laughs> and I really liked watching the young players, like... Um, get settled but also be so aggressive like uh, Macario pew Sophia Smith I mean um she's um who else was there there's just a couple of defenders you know Lindsey Horan I mean here's the thing I love Lindsey Horan as a player um like whenever Lindsey gets the ball first right like and they try to work their offense through Lindsey like it it opens up so much space Um, and I, and there were times I've been doing that and there were times I've been trying just to work, but you know, those, those young kids playing in the front, man, it was going to be what we hoped
0: hoped to see in the world cup that Mm
2: -hmm. we didn't. see. That made me more excitement. And then, you know, you had, um, you had the, um, the, the new players, you know, Tiana Davidson, who's not really new, but she's been injured. So then she's, you know kind of coming back playing there and then you had um different goalkeeper but at the same time like the overall nuance of what we've known to be Carly's team is totally changing and I really like the idea of giving them that much playing time you know 60 plus mm-hmm. minutes to be able to to kind of get into a rhythm. I mean and, and and the funny thing is I was standing to the person who was a plus one who owns a bar. Um <laughs> And it was funny how like they didn't, they, they didn't <laughs> <could that> <laughs> know like all the players on the field, right? And like it was and I was like, oh no, yeah, that's that's who that that's that. And I was pointing them out and it made me think I was like, I actually know a lot of these players <laughs> and how what they can do. And I was like, I'm so glad this this person, this person, and we're you know, we're doing that. And um, but it was just great to be able to be in an atmosphere where you're celebrating. Women's soccer. Yeah, and I was gonna say that. That, all that. that was that the best certain, part. of The whole thing.
1: That certain person that owns the bar had to have been thrilled that that certain person that signed <laughs> his certain mural scored a banger, oh my God. and had oh, an that, <laughs> that
2: certain person that owns the bar was was ecstatic about uh, the incoming incumbent president uh, yeah. scoring a presidential assist yes. first, and then the presidential goal. Right. I mean, we were looking for we were looking to see if uh, the president was going to do the mural pose as a celebration, but <laughs> you can't win them all. So, so. She,
0: gave it, she gave it to the kids. Yeah, she gave all of that to the kids. Um, Pretty cool. No, it's, it, yeah, it's crazy to see uh, Andrea Yak was in Nashville. Uh, for an event and flew home that day to go to this game. And she posted a picture from the airport in Nashville, where there's like dozens of people in USA women's national team kits. They were also uh, coming over flying up for the game. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, Very Like cool. she was on a plane full of women's national team fans in Nashville who like traveled to Minnesota to see a women's national team game.
1: That's spectacular. And that,
0: like that alone is just, I mean, it, it shows you like, these are people who maybe wouldn't, you know, we might not see them at Allianz Field again. They might not show up for uh, an MLS game. They they may or may not show up for a Minnesota Oso game. Um, but it really showed like how big and exciting this whole thing was. Um, not only Carly leaving, but also, you know, just seeing the team together like this right. again. Uh, even uh, I almost didn't watch it. I was, I kind of forgot about it that day. Um, my mom was like, let's, we need to watch this game. What, what is <laughs> on at, it's on at seven. Let's like, let's go. Let's watch this thing. <laughs> I
2: mean, Carly Lloyd has created some amazing memories for this team. Yes. I mean, like, even when like it came to the world cup and this is this, when it was Japan versus the United States in the final, right. I, our household at that point, my brother was living in Japan or had recently just come back from japan so like i i love the japanese team at that time like the tactical and just watching that game and watching the amazing things that she was able to do that game was just like you know it was it you know it it. she's she's an amazing player competitor you can put it all out there right you know yeah and it was a three hundred six, 316 caps is that what it was right yeah yeah i mean that's 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 crazy Like, I don't show up to work 316 days in a row. So, like, I'm
0: like... And the one thing I heard on on the news, when, so, of course, something like this happens, local news, everyone is covering it. Um, But they pointed out, even if you, like, have no idea who she is and you don't follow soccer, if you were to watch the uh, farewell package that they put together after the game, Uh, you would know those moments um, because they, you know, wins the Olympics, World Cups. um, There's these like clips of her performances that everyone has seen, whether they're, um, whether they know who she is or not. Uh, And that was, that was interesting to see um, the local, local sports media kind of react to the whole thing.
2: Yeah, I just have to say that I wrote a very angry tweet to SportsCenter Center because every time ESPN plays anything about Allianz Field, they always call it Minneapolis. Allianz Fields in St. Paul for crying out loud.
0: They, and they they kept showing the Minneapolis skyline through the game. Yeah, we're here in Minnesota and at Allianz Field, here's the beautiful skyline wrong skyline, but okay. Sure. I'll just um,
1: I'll just stay quiet on this one. <laughs>
0: Like, like I said on Twitter, there's a reason wow. that the MLS All-Star Game oh, is coming to the Twin Cities and not to one city. Right. I can't speak of all of this, <laughs> like I,
2: I, understand the Twin Cities argument. I prefer that better if that was a default. But when you're specifically talking right. about the stadium, they, they show some to- respect. Yeah. Put some respect on it.
1: Sure. Moving on, <laughs> uh, Minnesota United. We got uh, we got Jacory Hayes uh moving in to the executive board of the MLSPA, which is pretty sweet he says quote my goal is to advocate for the best working conditions for our current and future players unquote good on him seems like a good guy and hopefully a good fit so wish him luck there
2: i got really excited when i heard these news just because i we've known the kind of role that he plays on the field and granted he hasn't gotten a lot of minutes um but you know, this is a leadership position, so that makes me think that you know he's also a leadership leader leader on the team. And I, I mean, I assume by that, but that, but I, but what I've seen, yeah, I mean, I think this is great. This is great for the for Jakori, really good for the MLSPA, and then hopefully, you know, we'll be talking about better um, better working conditions and better pay for a lot of these a lot of these players, right? You know
0: yeah i mean it it shows the respect that other players have for him even though he's not a guy who you see um he's not the household name uh in terms of league players uh he is like super active in the community he also he does a lot of coaching when he's not training or playing himself uh if you follow him on instagram he'll post a lot of videos really like hyping up kids and and uh just kind of Spreading the joy and and sharing what he has, um, so he's yeah he's a really cool dude. Um, nice. We'll we'll probably see some more tucked tucked shirts from now on. Someone joked that that's going to be a new uh, player mandate uh, shirt. required shirt tucking uh, <laughs> with him on the board.
2: But, but That'd be amazing, right? That would I be mean, great. Yeah. That'd
1: be great. Um, Somebody who doesn't tuck in his shirt, uh, Manuel Reynoso, uh, found guilty of simulation and embellishment in the LAFC match for flopping and just doing the dead fish thing on the ground, which I just put a little mate in and a bandera Argentina there. I mean, that's just, he's, he's just come and man. That's
2: just yeah, that's, that's typical. I mean, was, you
1: know,
0: that wasn't even the worst one. It wasn't. I, no, it wasn't. <laughs> like, we've seen so much worse.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah know what we should do like at the end of the season, like we should run like a top five so best of Reynoso Reynoso best flops, flops I'll be like, we'll, we'll like talk it. about that. that'd be great. and maybe we can put that out as a video, you know so I I I like like it. it'd be great. I like that idea. Patreon. All content, right maybe
1: yeah I will throw to YouTube for Wednesday. the loons played a match that was it was a huge match. It was a everything depends on this match. Uh, they went to Vancouver. uh didn't go great. Uh, Vancouver two, Minnesota one is your final. But let's talk briefly about it. Uh, Dotson gets in and shuffled all around again, from one extreme to the other, from the right back to left back, I believe it was. Yep. Um, Metinere, oh yeah, subbing so from Metinere to subbing for Gasper on yellow card suspension. That's what I put in there. Uh, I'll let you guys go because I got to see zero of this match. So please take it away.
0: I watched about thirty minutes of this match, and then I went to bed because I had to be at work. Um, there, I mean, I don't even know where to start. There, there's a lot to say, and there's nothing to say.
1: It's, I saw the goals. So, so if you want to, if there's anything you want to say before the the own goal, uh, I'll, how about start there, and then we can take the own goal.
2: I, I, overall, like we knew this is supposed to be a big game. Um, we also knew that vancouver was also a team that was on the on the come up i mean but um can someone can someone uh remind me um uh, what what's the salary of brian white <laughs> and then Colsey's score <laughs> in comparison to our, our our forwards right
1: oh yeah I mean. oh yeah like you could, there's probably three or four brian white's to a who knew <laughs>
2: and like i'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus but maybe i am but but, but uh, i mean overall like if you if you if you look at i mean if we start with the with the lineup right we had what we would consider you know like a productive lineup offensively like you have like on the left and in the middle with new up top and Lude on the right and then you had you know the trusted wheel trap and alonso in the middle so like you've you, you thought you'd be able to do something with that, but our, uh, for the first time, I want to say like our, 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 defense has not been playing that great these last couple of games. And it really showed in this game, specifically when you are putting Dotson on the left-hand side, because of, uh, Chase Gasper's, uh, just, uh, yellow card accumulation suspension, um, but it's just overall, I was just like, you know, I was like, they were, it's just, it felt, the backline just felt like there's no communicating. And we've talked about this, um, how, you know, Boxy pushes up, but it doesn't seem that there's communication between Boxy or, or the bossy of who's staying back. And there's just, there's no real line of communication. And that communication has been there before. But right now, it just seems that everyone's just trying to do the individual best instead of work more together as a team and you can say anything about the white caps but they were working more as a team than anything and I think the zone for me has always been scary um and it it proved it it proved it in this game I think and it also proved it that, that that Vancouver you know they they had something to play for right like, they really wanted it, right? Sometimes it comes down to who really wants it more or who really wants invested into it. And...
1: Did either of you get to listen to Sartini on, uh, on Extra Time? The interview no, they, they do. With him? Yes, and he is spectacular. You, you can't go five minutes without being like, I want to work for this guy. I want to score for this guy. I mean, super humble, super motivational. Just the... How do you say it? The... the... The uh, I was gonna say the the, the Italiano. It's the sapore Italiano. It's just all there, the the passione Italiano, and it's ah, oh, it's like the anti Heath. Everything is the anti Heath, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like 180 degrees. Like with the, it's like a 20 minute interview, and after five minutes, I'm just like, yeah, I love this guy. <laughs> it's like, of course you want to win for this guy. Brian, um, Brian White. Go ahead,
0: Mick. He was sold to Vancouver or traded to Vancouver for 400,000 GAM from Red Bulls in the summer transfer window. Uh, there are only two players making over a million, Cavallini, of course, and Gould, uh, and both of them are still below uh, UNU and wow. Ragapani.
1: Yep, yep. Well, and the forty fourth is the own goal, kind of unlucky. Miller stops it and kind of brings it down. Doesn't doesn't secure the ball, and it just kind of bonks right off him into into the on running momentum of Boxall, and just it was an oof and ouch moment. But blooper real. But what are you gonna do? I mean, that's it sucks. But yeah,
0: the Whitecaps enjoyed that one because Boxall oh, was a white cap.
1: I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Um, let's talk about White because in the 63rd he gets another one, and it's a spectacular goal. Uh, I'm not sure who threw it put, it, put in the cross, but it, it was it was a goal. In fact, that we've seen Minnesota United kind of pull off a little bit lately, where take it down on the wing, low cross in, and then it's either Fragapane or Hunu or Lood or one of these guys that like blasts it one time. it, it looked very familiar. It just wasn't our team. <laughs> a great goal great goal yeah. from the uh Mr. White.
2: I, I think from the going back to the first goal like you really have to pay attention as to when they get the ball, right? When um when uh Vancouver gets the ball, it's a quick outlet ball, right? So so I believe I believe it's, um, it's a Sofragopani that's gets dispossessed or loses the ball and then it's a quick outlet ball which catches both Ozzy and Wiltrup who should be understanding that if one goes up the other one stays right they they they're, they're totally caught at literally parallel to each other out out past the, past the half line so the ball goes right into where it needs to be perfect ball right i mean um and that's the thing and i think that's the, that's the issue is that we seem to be doing that a lot it's just that we're pushing and there's no communication and then therefore there's confusion and specifically in transition when you know, you need to be spot on in a sense. And it just, it's, it's not fully there for us yet. And I think that's that's exactly where like everyone was beginning to feel after that first goal, because um, everything was in transition. The goals that happened against us were in transition. We did create opportunities and created lots of opportunities, right? Like I think the, uh, The the goalposts should have gotten man of the match, if not get a special award from Minnesota United for being the unsung um, player of every match. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's there's just mismarking, miscommunication. It's just all all there, and it's you know. And and
0: we we've seen that before with with Trap and Ozzy earlier in the season before before Ozzy kind of went on the bench for like a month or two um where that was an issue but at that time uh the back line was communicating a little bit better and was able to cover for that and rain also in front of them was able to help uh cover for that uh when you have the, the back line not communicating and uh that six pivot role not communicating it's it's a disaster as we saw um yep I think part of the problem is we've got those four guys on the back line who are the most consistent in terms of getting minutes, getting the starts, um, more consistent performances. And anytime you slot one person in there that's different, even if it's someone who has played in front of them plenty of times and knows exactly what's gonna happen, uh, like Dotson, it it just falls apart.
1: Right, agreed. Um, stoppage time, a really weird goal from Fernando Adi at least gets the lose something. The Finley puts in a really nice cross that he heads, which then hits the post, and I I, I want to say he kicks, but I think it more kind of just falls to his like feet top as top he's top running. Top. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, total
2: slop.
0: I think it was said, Can we credit inertia for this goal? Right. That's, <laughs> that's perfect. I, I I
2: was I was tweeting. Can we get the. Um, does the post get a second assist on this?
0: Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it should. Because was a very like, strange goal.
2: I mean, and, and the thing is like we saw Gregush come on, right? And like a lot of us, like I get a lot of uh clout in my anti Gregush uh, <laughs> position or standing, but I'm not anti Gregush, I just think that he's not he, he he's not what this team wants anymore, and and but he's a great player. And he's uh, and he hasn't been used these last couple of years when I mean, he could have needed someone with an eighth that mm-hmm. can pass the ball to feet point. and exactly and so that's always been a mystery but gets in right uh, Finley comes in as well too and then you get you, you get that I mean you know you guys know how I feel about Adi uh, but Metanier had a very long ball. We've never like when we play directly vertically sometimes against his back uh, and his back lines. We have the. I feel like we have the advantage of doing something. It just that's a feeling I get. But in this situation, Adi goes for the ball, beats a keeper because yeah, I mean beats a uh, beats a defender because you know every other defender needs at least uh, a little step stool to beat Adi for a header, and then Finley catches his and run, crosses it, and like literally is like the most. I guess I don't know if it's lucky I just don't know but it's a persistence goal right and I don't want to really celebrate a fernando Adi goal when I've seen too many Wanchope goals at dc that scratch my <laughs> head but overall I mean he's he is getting paid much 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 less than yeah. than Wanchope is, so I get that but
0: one goal in 204 minutes
2: yeah
1: yeah it's and and, and way too late I mean this is in stoppage time yeah. final whistle's pretty much right there so two to one um the narrative there is we'll we'll take a break here in a second we'll 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 cover more mls stuff afterwards because we got scores and scenarios and probability and things to talk about as well uh but to to bury the lead with the loss and everything else that happens minnesota actually falls out of the playoff scenario or at least for the time being um mm-hmm. but to end on a positive side i wanted to put in that on what was the exact date on the uh, – I didn't put it in here. <clears throat> I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, so the 20 – come on, calendar. 26, 27, something like that. It was the 10-year anniversary of the uh, NSC Stars defeating the Fort Lauderdale Strikers 3-1 to on aggregate after two legs in the NASL Championship, of which I still have a long-sleeve shirt. Got a picture of awesome. – Bruce there with uh, Carl Craig and Manny Lagos. Good stuff. Uh, great memories for a lot of us old timers and old schoolers. And for the for the new uh, MLS and post MLS listeners and supporters, you should definitely uh, read up on the history and get back to some of the old stuff because that, that was a good time. That was that was a
0: and it's also, good nostalgia. Yeah, slightly less nostalgic uh, also this week was Um, five years since uh, the last game at NSC as United Mm -hmm. before going to MLS. Mm -hmm. Um, And our very last loss ever to Cosmos. Oh,
1: (laughs) yes. ten twenty nine. by the way. I'm sorry, I messed that up. So that was just yesterday. So a year ago, or 10 years ago yesterday, the 29th, October 29th. Yeah. I was
2: actually at Nessie, which is weird on the day this game was going on because G got invited to play... um, in a uh, like a Hollywood, Hollywood, Halloween kind of tournament based. Right. And so um, and and so I got to watch G play and score a couple of goals with like this mostly like, you know, BIPOC team and it was like really interesting. Um, uh, 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 I don't want to say extreme friend, but like uh, uh, a friend of the show, uh, Kyle Johnson from um, KFA was actually coaching them and so like I got to 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 watch him and see how he's he's working with the girls and they're like it was it was a lot of fun there was a lot of you know things and and I think one of my favorite plays was the aspect where they took the ball all the way from like playing it out the back and this is like 5v5 and so they got G the ball G center back G went out out to the wing and started making a run and then the winger was dribbling and waiting for the right time to release the ball. And release it ahead of G, and G was just running and literally just chipped it like a two-nine would chip over the keeper that was coming out. And I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "This is a lot more fun." So I was glad that I got to watch that instead of watching the Luan's play. But I did watch the replay, so I did get to I did get to yell at my TV later on that night. So, right.
1: well, let's take a break. We'll do more MLS and internationals.
0: Thank you very much for listening to that show
2: join the patreon at patreon.com backwards slash minnesota welcome back to the second half of the minnesota football show we'll be talking a little bit more about mls international news and all kinds of other banter um what do we have coming up uh first eric
1: let's start with uh, i know you enjoy your your new england bruce arenas they uh, won the Supporters shield actually last week uh with 70 points and then in this next round they they won we'll talk about that in a second so they actually had up to 73 which then gives them the total point record in mls history it was 72 so breaking a bunch of records but then in super Bruce Arena style and and fashion, at at least with the supporter shield, he basically called it BS when he was interviewed about it because of the COVID schedule and and not being able to travel and play as many Western opponents and things like that. He's he's like, yeah, fine, whatever. It's kind of meaningless. (laughs) It's just like, damn. All right, Bruce.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and then afterwards, soccer soccer pundits went on to say, you know, well, do we really need to play? Does the supporter shield really mean anything? And I'm like, I got like, I, it, to it, want to say like fully upset me, but it annoyed the crap out of me because like, I get Bruce Arena's point of view, right? Like the, it was mostly like a heavy Eastern conference schedule. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that part. Right. Like, if you're going to do that, if that's what it's going to be like within this COVID, um, COVID time, then maybe, they're making, there can be a discussion of having a Western Conference uh, supporter shield and an Eastern Conference supporter shield. But this this is built by the supporters. Like these professional players have a job because they get to play a game, a game that we and millions of kids and adults play outside, right? Imagining exactly what it'd be like to play a La Bombonera. Imagine exactly what it'd be to be a professional player. Imagine to be a high school student. Playing for the first time in a professional stadium, right? These are all things that bring joy, and then and, and that for them they're that they're lucky that there's people who are willing to invest and put lots and lots of money to pay and watch this happen. And to like downplay the supporter shield in that matter, just it's just a bunch of BS.
0: And we uh, we had this conversation last year when they were saying that they weren't even going to do. Do that competition because of the COVID schedule, which last right. year was um, significantly less balanced than this year. Because basically, if if you had a match canceled, it wasn't going to be rescheduled. Yep. Um, but it was decided through the the supporters, um, the ISC, that you know even even though uh, that was actually a better reason to have it. Because they put up with all of that and and were able to bring us um, this entertainment through that time, uh, and then you you know go into the next season where th- conditions are better and and things are more even, and then to have a coach again say, uh, you know this is BS because so and so played more games or less games or whatever. I mean, we we proved last year that that was not the point. Um, so yeah, there's my my spiel.
1: Yeah. Um, having said all that, I mean, I would say congrats mostly for the the point total. That's that's pretty significant, even even if mm-hmm. they don't think so. But we'll see how things go. Um, there's there's all I mean, this talk. Boston
2: media doesn't think so. I didn't think it even landed on a on the first yeah, page exactly. of any. <laughs> so like it's like, <laughs> they,
0: do they land? In on the first page for anything?
1: No, I don't think so. Probably not. That's what's interesting is like in 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 our little football soccer bubble. I mean, it's this big deal, and they're talking about oh, if if they win MLS Cup, is it going to be one of the greatest teams ever? Blah blah blah. And then like you just zoom out a little bit, and like literally in Boston, it's like who did what? (laughs) Something happened.
0: (laughs) We have a soccer team.
1: Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. What did Uh, the
2: Wahlbergs do now?
1: It's rough. (laughs) The Wahlbergs. Um we got uh from, from doing his Tani Otoshi or the uh the valley drop or what do you guys call it in WWE, the uh the
2: rock. The rock the, bottom. Do the I rock to bottom to my whole spiel of WWE. You do not like, because okay. right.
1: <laughs> you incorrectly call it what the fake wrestling America's thing is. Shutting which is, this
0: down. <laughs> that's
1: right. It's stolen from judo. So let's be real. Um anyway. Malia only gets a one game suspension, but I guess the good thing about this is that would be our this, this upcoming match tomorrow, correct? So he's out for no, Minnesota United. No, nope,
0: because they also played on Wednesday.
1: Oh, so he missed that one. Got it. Yep. Thank you. That's why I was asking about. for a
2: two day game. Totally available. Yep.
0: Of course. Um, yeah, the so the looking at the criteria for that, it was either a two game suspension and a fine but it wouldn't be considered a red card or you can do a red card and a one game suspension and that's what hmm. uh, the committee opted for probably wow, because they because they want this guy in this entertainment for you know yeah guys they're gonna play
1: Minnesota we gotta put him back
0: that's exactly <laughs> right <laughs> uh well We're on gonna, Tuesday
1: okay. one game <laughs> Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Tuesday was kind of a big one that I didn't expect. Uh, LAFC kind of laid the smackdown on Seattle going back. They got me thinking about The Rocks. I'm thinking like pro wrestling now. Uh, Rodriguez, Blessing, Arango, all score 3-0. Kind of a uh, definitive win there for a a team that really needed it. And Seattle's Sounders were beat up a little bit. There's no Ruiz Diaz. out. I know they're missing somebody else too. So I don't know. um,
2: Your fellow comrade
1: Oh yeah, oh João Paulo, that's right. He's out. João Paulo too.
2: was was uh suspended, so
1: Correct. Correct. So it's kind of interesting, you know, we we it's easy for us to talk about Minnesota United missing one or two and then the whole thing house of cards falls, but we're kind of seeing it in a uh, much in theory stronger and more threatening team like Seattle yeah. as well.
2: Well, I mean, if anyone watched this game and like if anyone's like paying attention to what who is in the running for MVP MLS player, you know, right? Player the player most valuable player. Like Joe Paulo is literally in that conversation, if not in the top three covers, because this is what happens to Seattle when you don't have a six commanding six like him who's out there not only creating and connecting passes, but like but you know actually shooting and making goals as well too. And so like you could totally like LAFC use the space LFC is not going to extremely change what they do. They press and then they counter, right? They press and they counter. And so the best way that they can do that is you have someone who knows where to find the exits, right? Like a six, like a Joe Pado or um sometimes Ozzy Alonso who barely loses the ball. Like if they've been able to, to get an outlet, that's how that's how that works. But for for Seattle, this game, it just it wasn't there. They couldn't find an outlet. They found chances, but it wasn't as as abundant as LAFC. And LAFC, I mean, like, you know, they're, they're on a up and up. And, uh, I mean, Raheem Edwards was a beast in this game. Like, his assist to Brian Rodriguez, it was like, mwah. Loon superstar. I was like, I was like he took the ball up the middle. And, like, we know Raheem Edwards is like an engine. But, like, he, he was dribbling through people. He was literally playing like a 10. Like seriously, and I think, um, and that assist to uh, to Rodriguez was such a beautiful through ball that I was okay, like. We
1: also need a list of players that have left Adrian Heath and like had massive success elsewhere.
2: <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that, Brian, that Raheem Edwards is having massive success for LAFC. I think he's finally getting playing things because there's people that are yeah, hurt. Getting,
0: yeah, he's getting the opportunity to show what, what how he's basically sold to everyone.
1: Right. I suppose. And this game um, showed
2: how effective he can be. So my hope is that he finally gets a chance to do that because he's, he's he's a good player that needs to needs that chance. But yeah. no, I mean let's think about this. Like Seattle going into the playoffs is going to have Joe Paulo back, it's going to have Rui Diaz back. And guess who else is coming back? Is like available. Jordan Morris. Oh, really? Is that a possibility? Oh, I missed that. He is what consider. Who he could be featured. He's doing in the MLS right players. Okay, but okay. um, which well, means do... that you mean you imagine having that, like, you know, I'll take any Jordan Morris I can get. To be honest with you, you know, like yeah,
1: let's let's do the rest of the Tuesday and Wednesdays, and we can talk about all these probabilities and weird things that may or may not happen. Um, New England, as we mentioned, beats Colorado one nil. Uh, solidifies their shield, their their total point record, all that good stuff. Atlanta comes from behind, actually, to beat Inter-Miami 2-1 and, and get themselves in a better spot. Uh, Columbus 3-2 over Atlanta. D.C. United 1-0 over New York Red Bulls. I'm going to skip this one for a second. Uh, NYCFC 1-0 over Chicago. Toronto and Philly tie 2-2. Dallas and Salt Lake, another wild one. It's a two to one win for Salt Lake, but they are down until stoppage time, basically one nil. And they score two goals in 10 minutes and win the thing two to one, which is amazing. Not so great for Minnesota, but just a a wild ride there. And speaking of the wildest of rides, you guys, I, I kind of tuned in to start watching this game, the Cincinnati and Nashville. I started watching it; it was three, one Cincinnati. And I was like, wow. This is going to be – this could be a wild, interesting upset. Cincinnati, Nashville currently number two in the East. All this momentum. Cincinnati bottom feeders Be a kind of a cool thing if they knock them out. 20 minutes later, <laughs> 20 minutes later, Nashville puts up five unanswered goals. I don't think I've ever seen this before. 6-3 is your final. Absolutely bad shit. I mean, this was – this was just a wild, wild ride. <laughs> I don't know what else to say.
2: Yeah, I mean, I you know it speaks to not only you know Nashville, but like also like I mean, you look at who scored. It was Zimmerman. It was Leal, Sapong, Leal, Loba, Sapong again. I mean, like and look at and, the times in between right, the goals. Right. This is like, like you know, it's five like
1: to, ten- two to five minutes. <laughs>
2: And I think, and, but, but, but I think what's really important to me, at least, is like on that first first goal, right, um, it was Mukhtar who assisted, right? And Mukhtar's become extremely valuable for Nashville. Like, mm-hmm. And they're running in a conversation of another player who deserves to be talked about as most valuable player. Uh, I think that's been a great pickup from the get-go for them. Let's uh, that's, that's develop the way they wanted to. But like Mukhtar had, let's see, one two, three assists, <laughs> sorry, four assists in this game. Like, Probably
0: like if you don't like have someone who's minutes. created,
2: yeah, yeah. If you don't have someone who's creating like that and doing that. That's, that's exactly what you'll get. And I think I, like I'm happy that Nashville is doing that because Nashville is in my heart because or in this house's household because of a certain Eric Miller that lives down there and we always cheer for Eric Miller. But um when was the family. last time
1: either of you saw something like this though down 3-1 and come back five unanswered goals like i i mean maybe it's happened once or twice before that i've seen but it's been a long time
2: like overall in any game or like in Yeah, else? any
1: game and like your viewing experience it just just uh, it's, it's very rare is what i'm trying to say.
2: I mean it's not yeah it's it's just, it's not it doesn't happen often that's true but it does happen so
1: um SKC beats the Galaxy 2-0, so that would have been the uh the one where um Malia would have been out, right? Yep. So doesn't really matter. And then that again we'll talk about in a sec. Doesn't exactly well, it doesn't do a whole lot, I suppose, to the Minnesota's spots, but but what it does do is on goal differential, SKC actually jumps to first place over Seattle with their loss. Um Portland also wins. They beat San Jose 2 0. And we got to talk about the Aspria just insane steal, bicycle kick, way outside the box that scores. I mean, goal of the year, perhaps?
0: Probably, yeah.
2: It was pretty I hope remarkable. I, I don't have the, I don't like Aspria, but that's just me personally.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you got to respect the goal, though. That was pretty awesome, pretty remarkable. Especially that far out to do
2: a bicycle. No, I bike, mean a bicycle out that far like out takes guts. Takes guts yeah. to do that, right? Yeah. But also the keeper was way out. So that's why he did it.
0: That's, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a sweet, sweet goal listeners if you have not seen that. But let's let's zoom in here on the West and we can talk about um Minnesota's probabilities and things too. So we know we know one, two, three are pretty well set, and then from there it gets very, very messy as things stand right now. Uh, Portland at fourth with forty nine points. Vancouver jumps to fifth with forty seven. Galaxy at sixth, forty six. Salt Lake, uh, forty five with the game in hand. Then it goes. Th- th- that's your that's your in bracket, and then we're out bracket is Minnesota eight forty five and LAFC, forty four as we go into the the penultimate weekend. I said with the matches today and tomorrow um new england's in we mentioned with the shield nashville is in on the east on the west skc seattle colorado all in tell me about the uh kind of what the probabilities and everything that kind of looks like for for minnesota i'll I'll let you guys go
2: i mean they gotta win i mean it's like yeah it's like i don't think at this point one point helps you right i mean like Here's a scenario for us to be out of contention, right? We'd have to lose to Kansas City, and Vancouver has to beat LAFC, and LAF and 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 the LA Galaxy have to beat Seattle, right? And Salt Lake has to beat San Jose. That's a lot of ands for me, That's right? That's like, a lot of ands, right? Does that mean that it won't happen, but like we do have a chance, but we have to be able to go out there and actually want this, right? And I think that's what this has been like. I've talked about this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde scenario of, of this team. It's like we go out there. There'll be days at home that will perform really well, but on the road, we just we are barely getting through, right? If that. And I think that's yeah. one of the things that that puts us in in competition because we play um, we play SKC tomorrow, or Sunday, and then. We take uh, decision day on on the road,
1: so at LA LA Galaxy, yep. mm-hmm. which is scary. And man, Peter Vermees loves just ripping apart Adrian Heath's game plan. That's he just that's his thing,
2: right? And I everyone remembers what happened last year in the playoffs, right? KC. <laughs> took one to the face, and I'm pretty sure they still remember that. So it, this I'm is sure a game that's going to be extremely, yep. you know, it's, extremely it's hard indefinite. for them
0: um la is gonna be tough to chicharito's back isn't he i think
1: good question not
0: sure um i should check that but yeah this isn't at this point a point means nothing it's it's not gonna help there's too many too many other factors need to fall in place for a point um to actually work for us so we're going to be fully dependent on those spoilers who just kind of decrease those chances
1: yeah yeah it's rough um so today today's saturday uh inter miami nycfc salt lake san jose that'll be one to watch Uh, red bulls montreal atlanta toronto dc united columbus dallas and austin and then rsl and oh, I put that one in there. Sunday, obviously, we've got loons in SKC, Houston, Colorado, Orlando, Nashville, Philly, Cincinnati. And then I think the other big ones, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, that will be weighing large will be Seattle, LA Galaxy, and Wednesday, LAFC, Vancouver. And probably by then, by Wednesday, we'll, we'll know whether Minnesota is in or out, I would imagine.
2: We'll have a better yeah. understanding where they stand up. but yeah I mean like there's so many scenarios that need to happen like this this week and and like you know like if LAFC wins you know I prefer LAFC winning and Salt Lake losing then that way <laughs> can give us a catch up of more points. A point helps us there but you literally have to come up with results like yeah. you can't um you you can't really just say well we'll just you know wait till the last day to to, to really give it our all. No, it's got to be, It's it should have been a couple of weeks ago. It should have been like when we were yeah, like hanging on to that fifth place, the places where we could have really taken points away, right? Yep. It should have been those two ties or those yep. that loss when we were man up and all the other ties when we were a man up as well too. Yep. That, that Those My
1: points goodness. come into play
2: now. Two right?
1: ties and a loss. Two ties and a loss. Man up. That really hurts. It really, really hurts. It's very disappointing. I mean, I speak for myself, but I know I think I speak for a lot of people as well. Just, uh, I don't know how deep I want to get into it, but I, you know, for me personally, I feel like the season ended about a month ago, honestly, just mm-hmm. with so many things that have been happening in and outside of the team and with the club and everything else, it's just been disappointing and, and frustrating on a lot of levels. And
0: I, I think we all need the off season. <laughs> preferably something good will happen before then but i think yeah. ever.
2: but i mean it's it's agreed. up to the team right they have to the, the the decision is in their hands like that's it exactly you got to go out there and you got to produce you don't if you really don't want to nobody likes scenarios where you have to watch watch other games and so right yeah. now it's about them trying to figure out how they're going to come together as a team and how they're going to perform and and get a win right
1: well said. Okay, let's hop to internationals. We can do these quickly. Uh, how you guys feel about the Maradona Cup? I mean, talk about a profit grab. Um, in one sense, the idea of Boca and Barcelona playing and, and like representing the history of Maradona is really cool. But then it's like the next sentence is in Saudi Arabia. It's like, oh, so close. Where else, Where else would you? So close.
2: I mean, why don't you just rename Boca and Argentinos, right? and name name that like the company cup cup something, right? You know, make that happen because that's uh, already happening in their league. Oh wait, that's right, because oil and money and terrible. I forgot so about bad. that. Sorry,
1: so bad, so bad. Um, there's there's been a lot of talk of uh, Navajo from uh, Botafogo being scouted by by Minnesota United. Well, goyas played them Navajo? on Tuesday. Navajo.
2: Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, I forgot. The R goes somewhat yeah. silent than J. Sorry, sorry. So it's
1: an it's an aga, It's an H Navajo. An, uh, yeah, Navajo. I, I I would be curious how he pronounced it though, because sometimes if 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 they are big into like their their Spanish ancestry, they'll they'll do the role Navarro. They'll so I'm, I'm, he might say it differently. So I don't know. I, w- I would
2: pref- I would prefer Navajo because then it makes me think of the uh, of the of, of the salsa song uh, by Hector Lavoe or uh, oh no it was it, it was um. Actor Oh, cheese. The other sort of, gosh, uh, Pedro Navaja, the song.
1: Oh yeah, okay, okay, Navaja, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. That that's that's one thing I'd have to hear from him. But what I was gonna say is, both Botafogo and Goiás are right now in the promotion zone with about a month to go, and Woo-hoo! yeah, and and Botafogo is obviously the big name. They're likely a better team, even though they went down before Goiás last year. Um, I was just hoping that they, that Goyaz wouldn't drop at their expense. And they ended up playing and they tied one, one, which is fine. So nothing changes in the table. And Navajo was actually shut down. Like the goyaz defense really, they were on him. He didn't get to do anything. Uh, I think, I think both defenders scored for, for both teams. So both of the offenses were were pretty well taken care of. And that, from what I understand, I didn't get to watch it, but I saw highlights. It was a really good match. Um, you know, I, I, would be fine if both Botafogo and goyaz move up. That'd be great. I'm okay with that. Whether it's with or without Navajo, we'll see. <laughs> um, Barcelona, the turmoil continues. Coleman, uh, they, they lose to Rayo Vajicano, which I don't know if that's ever happened before, 1-0. <laughs> and that was like the last straw. He's out. Um, that
2: whole team is a mess. A mess. That's Thank like you. Exactly. Mess. That's like a mess. Absolutely a mess. It's like, it's like you had... It's like your trash compactor is like not working correctly. And you try the ice and biocarbonates and all the other stuff and the white vinegar to fix it. And you're like, yeah, no, just change it, get a new one.
1: It's really sad. And just, it it, it hurts me. We've I've talked about it on the program before, just how, how far the far, the whole team and the history and everything has fallen. It's just, yeah, you're right. It's just gotta be scrapped and completely rebooted, which, To be fair, I would say with Minnesota United as well, but you know what?
2: (laughs) No, Uh, and and it's just sad that you know um, the coach gets the gets the you know the the boot. But I mean, like if I was like his his uh, settlement deal was like I don't know, like twelve million dollars. Oh
1: yeah, they they all get golden parachutes. I was like,
2: dang! I was like, I want to do that. I want to get fired and get rewarded for it.
1: Well, well, my friend, we are not rich white men, so it's probably not going to happen.
2: Okay, <laughs> our right.
1: probabilities are very are low. Out of, out of
2: only in Halloween can no. I dress as a rich white man, and then that's
1: right compensate it. Uh That that kind of sounds like the start of a Jordan Peele flick, like you and I dressing up like rich white guys and going only out on Halloween. a killing spree. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Copa do Brasil. We we have a final. Um, Flamengo and Atlético Paranaense played their second leg, and uh, uh, Atlético actually wins 5-2 on aggregate. So for once, Flamengo is not in a final, which is kind of a big deal. Um, and then Atlético Minas Gerais and Fortaleza. This was this one was already wrapped up in the first leg, but 6-1 aggregate. So you're gonna have Atlético Paranaense and Atlético Mineiro. So it's like the Atlético final basically uh, for your Copa do Brasil final, automatic uh, Libertadores birth. And uh, all that other good stuff that comes along with it. So kind of cool. I completely forgot that there was a CONCACAF uh, Champions League final. Anybody else? Raise your hands.
2: I'm just <laughs> glad that America didn't win. Sorry to our, our friend True. of the pod um, who's an Americanista. But Jar- Jarvis yeah. is going to
1: come at you now.
2: <laughs> I don't care. Bring it, Jarvis. I'll, I'll bribe you with tamales. <laughs>
1: But yeah, that's it. Uh, Monterrey and America early goal from Mori on, in the ninth minute, and that stands. So Monterrey lifts the cup. Good for them. One nil. Uh, friends, are we ever gonna win this thing? Is an MLS team ever gonna pull this thing off? It just feels like. Yeah, yeah. shakes her head.
0: That's why they planned this whole thing. Let's. let's I dream.
2: <laughs> I think it's possible. I mean, I think. We say I think that what's going to ha- No, but I think. It, but we were close this year, like it, in a sense. It right? is
0: getting closer. It's it's getting closer each time.
2: Uh, it's going to require. Um, look, it's going to require like understanding that in when you have someone subbing in, like if it's okay if they're actually really good, like mm-hmm. you know, not like if we were like you know, it's like it's like it's like when you sub in for like. Were from a national team right I was like mm, should I take Alex Morgan in and put in Tobin Heath is that fair I was like you have to have a stack team and that's the way these things work because you have to it's longevity right it's like who's able yeah. to make it the this who's got a deeper bench but a deep bench is actually extremely great players right
1: uh, where was I gonna go oh any updates for today between the two of you Bundesliga and EPL. Um, both your teams played, I believe. Here, oof! Chelsea does a 3 0 on Newcastle. Rodrigo, sorry. Uh, Are we oh, still in
2: nineteenth? I just want to know if we're still in nineteenth. Uh, I can check. Probably
1: nineteenth. You got it.
2: All right.
1: <laughs> Consistency.
0: <laughs>
1: um, Bridget Liverpool Brighton two-two. Brighton kind of giving them some trouble.
0: Yeah, I I caught a few minutes of it. Um, and we were up to zero when I was watching and mm-hmm. yeah, two, well, not quite second half 41st minute and then a 65th minute goal for Brayden.
1: Wow. They they're in seventh, which is pretty amazing. Shouts to Hooteman. Like that was his team, right? He played for them.
0: They, yeah. I mean, they're, they're fun to watch.
1: Um, I didn't realize they were that high. Holy crap. Good for them. Good stuff um arsenal win burnley win looks like man united is currently winning against tottenham uh oh crystal palace 2-0 over man city that's an interesting one
0: uh, i saw them i think man city had a red card in there
1: huh
0: if i remember yep, you're correctly right. scrolling
1: here you're right all right um you gonna about talk about your junior girl? berlin yeah yeah i set it up didn't i <laughs> whoops <laughs> I I I am no longer a Union Berlin fan. I think I put that out there. Oh, I'm sorry. That must <laughs> they, have, gonna have, that must have slipped gonna have my to, mind. They're going to have to get back in their anti-fascist good graces with me and do some really uh, you know, uh, really bold things to try and win me back. But they got smoked, didn't they?
2: Oh no, I was talking about the Bayern and Union Berlin game that happened. What was it? The today, right? Wasn't it? Or yeah, like...
1: I think it was today. I, I think they got they got crushed. Yeah. I mean, five two uh, is not five
2: two. Yeah. You know, but this is an angry Bayern who had you know, gotten their butts kicked the week before. So, like up the game before. So yeah, what
1: what was that match? I was seeing that something about it. it was it was Gladbach, right? They just yep. destroyed
2: mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm.
1: which you but, don't see yeah. very often.
2: Which is great because I think Gladbach has a, a, a an American player on their team. So, mm-hmm. correct,
1: correct. Um, well, good news to finish it. I wanted to talk about. Uh, Josh Cavallo or Cavallo I'm not sure how he pronounces it he's he's Aussie but perhaps of some Iberian descent uh but he comes out as gay in the uh Australian Premier League is it is it Premier Australian I can't remember now the Australian League let's just call it that <laughs> help me out Bridget you know
0: I I wanted to say it was APL so yet yeah, Premier but yeah. um yeah yeah something
1: really good stuff though i mean he put out a really really powerful statement um and you know it's it's just good to see it's good to see people feeling more comfortable we've talked a lot about the paths that have been laid by uh by colin and and uh other folks and uh yeah just that, more of this
0: yeah i mean that some of that stuff hasn't really uh been talked about much in australia really. he was actually under the impression that he's the only one now um hmm. didn't really know about colin martin still playing and and all of that but um possibly in
1: australia but even then it's like you may be the only one that's out but that doesn't necessarily mean well that's yeah that's
0: that's what he was he was saying like yeah his his first post was you know there there's not a single out current playing athlete right um in football but yeah i mean it's it's huge to to see it um happening in other countries where you I mean it's the same there as it is here in terms of like women's mm-hmm. you, you hear about it a lot more often and in men's you rarely hear of it until of mm-hmm. course Colin Martin and um so to see that happening on another continent in a different league uh it's good to see that it's it's becoming more universally accepted
1: absolutely it will be a huge deal and i will say will be because i think it will happen hopefully soon in the near future when something happens like this in brasileiro on the men's side and and it'll come as a direct result probably of marta and a lot of the mm-hmm. women's players that have made it that have opened those doors and have kind of paved that path but i mean you just think about the misogyny and sexism in not just brazil but latin america in general uh but it's gonna happen it really is, and and that's going to be a, a really powerful moment. Okay, sure. Yeah. That's all I got, friends and, and listeners. Uh, anything else to wrap up, Bridget and Rodrigo?
2: Um,
1: are you nervous about tomorrow? It's Halloween, and uh, the terrors and horrors may befall Minnesota United.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to figure Ooh. out what am I going to dress as. Cause they're allowing, they are allowing Halloween customs, customs, costumes. They're, you can dress up for Halloween. Customs? Are you customs. going to a customs agent? Or yes, goes? I'm a Is customs that agent. Have... That's what I'm gonna go as. Jeez. Yeah.
0: Staff my security. So. What would you go as?
2: Let's just do it quickly. Do a funny one. What would you go as?
1: I'm really bad with dressing up. I don't know.
2: Uh, I can, I can see Eric doing like a, like um. What is it like? Dressing up as a like a bill? Oh, like a mandate? Yeah. A man. What? <laughs> a <collaborate>. mandate.
1: <laughs> oh, like a, I understand. Like, like, a, ex,
2: I like a, a like a like a vaccine mandate. Um, I don't know. I, I I might I might do like a double sign thing. You know, it's actually not I bad. Know. I
1: kind of like yeah. that. I might have to do that. <laughs> Wear a little sign walk walking.
2: Just walk with a <laughs> sign on the top of your head, with like, and you connect it. I mean, it's super easy. All you need is strings, and yeah. you just walk like a walking yeah. billboard. That's you not bad, that actually. You
1: know, yeah, we'll see, Let's see.
2: Yeah, like it's, it's going to be,
1: it's going to be a very interesting day. Um, but by about this time tomorrow, we'll we we'll kind of have an idea where things are going to be, which is kind of nerve wracking. Interesting but, um,
0: in the very Minnesota. Sense yes. Of it. Interesting. Yes.
2: Right. Extreme I might be handing Minnesota, out, you know. Um, full size uh beer cans to kids as they walk in to to to, <laughs> to to dwell in the solar with me. No, I'm joking, folks, I would not do that, but but fun yeah. size beer only, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Size beer. <laughs> well, happy
1: Halloween, listeners! Happy Halloween, Bridget Rodrigo. Thanks for Let's listening, do. and uh, Patreon's out there as well, uh, patreon.com backslash MN football show putting up things every once in a while and yep
2: i'll I'll probably do uh, a a review of the of the uh of the diego series maybe episode by episode i don't know i haven't thought about it but i am working on that so
1: perfect awesome all right buddy
2: obrigado bye-bye